Hello there. Um, welcome to Unpack. It's a podcast about clothes and people who wear them and why they wear them and why we should care. Um, I mean, I guess the reason I care is because I'm a costume designer. By the way, yes, hi, I'm Sarah McClintock, costume designer, artist and drinker of many beers. Um, and with me today, we have Caroline. Caroline, if you want to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Caroline. Um, I live in Texas, South Central Texas. Um, sort of split my time between there, although the difference in degrees doesn't really matter that much. Um, I'm a musician, I'm a gym janitor, and I really like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And that's pretty much yeah. all you need to know about me, in terms yeah, of my should, interests. Yeah, I think that this podcast, well, this is an iconic podcast recording for anyone who's ever listened to Yari Yari Boys because you and I are the people responsible for Dio Obama. No, oh wait, my God. No, no, sorry. sorry. For the no, no, pay no, okay. on Dio Obama. I was actually going to mention this somewhere in the podcast, like the beginning or end. Um, to anybody like, who... Just straight off the bat. Yes. Two, two legends. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. But to anybody who... who may be listening, who's not aware, do not ever say or use the word Dio when you're making a PayPal transaction because they will lock your account. And you will get an email. And I just want to save everybody the trouble. So PSA, they don't like Dio. Anyway. Yeah, just the, the word, with the words Dio. D-I-O. Mm-hmm. I, not, not, not the words Obama. The words Obama are fine. But the words Dio are apparently... They love Obama. The, yeah, they fucking love Obama. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, at listeners who haven't listened to the podcast Yari Yari Boys, which is a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. It's that's, very good. It's in, and yeah, we we have a common interest in that, and uh, yeah, um, so yeah, two legends meeting <laughs> on Unpick. Um, so South Texas, it's hella warm there. I take it. Yes, I mean, I wouldn't even say it's hella warm. It's just hell. Um, right now, it's. It, June just started and it's already in the hundreds, which I I guess in Celsius is like in the high thirties and maybe even forty. It's very bad. Yeah, I just googled it. Um, um, I like to stay inside, and that's so. The thing about that, excuse me, the thing about Texas though is we don't really have four seasons. We have extremely hot for six months, and then whatever the hell winter decides to do for whenever it decides to be. Um, so I remember one week last winter, it was December and it was like below freezing the beginning of the week. And at the end of the week, I was sweating in my jorts. It was like in the eighties. <laughs> oh, wow. So yeah. And I also, I just Googled it and a hundred Fahrenheit is 37 entire degrees Celsius. That's, that's like, it's like hotter than my shower. It's, it's or, bad. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask what the, shit do you wear to deal with that um so my strategy for dealing with it or rather not dealing with it is that i know i'm probably going to be some form of miserable you know regardless of what the weather is or what time of year it is Uh like we we really don't have fall or spring um so i just kind of wear whatever i want and hope i don't die that (laughs) i feel like that's i mean i don't have to say don't know very much about Buddhism, but I feel like one of the core tenets is like just accept suffering and you'll be fine. Yeah. So I guess if that's true for Buddhism, you've taken a very Buddhist approach to weather. Yes, indeed. And it's also, I, like I guess, 
just a manifestation of my clinical depression. Like, you know, I'm going to just, you know, induce suffering upon myself and it's going to be okay because I have a passion for fashion. So, yeah, I, 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 I mean, what I will say, as you know, a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure fan is that this that series especially in the the manga in the later um segments of it like part six seven eight Uh um listeners if you've never experienced jojo's bizarre adventure it's absolutely wild and in particular the drawings of the clothes oh my god make very little sense um author hirohiko araki has has a penchant for putting little nubs on things that like you look at the drawing of the clothes and you think that would just be impossible to sit down in and mm-hmm. uh, sorry just and, as soon as uh, you said passion for fashion um, yes i just started thinking about jojo no it's okay i think about jojo a lot it's just kind of always in the background but don't worry about it you're good <laughs> yeah don't worry about it it's always there so what is your passion for fashion like like what do you what what do you wear my passion for fashion is whatever's on sale that is my style. Um, Valid. <laughs> which is, I don't know, it's kind of it's kind of pathetic, but what I really like to find at thrift stores are 80s clothes. So things, things with like really garish patterns, shoulder pads. Um, I prefer more androgynous cuts because um, I've always been pretty uncomfortable with gender. Like I'm a cis girl, but um, since gender is a lie and clothes are just things that you know can or cannot make me suffer in the weather and with my personality i just kind of like to wear whatever the hell i want um mm-hmm. so a lot of yeah, jeans. I, feel that. <laughs> I wear a lot of denim um i find it's very durable also i get a ton of mosquito bites so that kind of alleviates that um i prefer boots oh, yeah. to tennis shoes um so I was wondering, actually, whenever you mentioned 80s clothes, whether that has any correlation to your music taste or uh, musicianness, whatever it the does. word is. It does. So whenever I watch um, music videos or concert recordings from the 80s from bands and musicians like Culture Club and Japan with my biological and spiritual father, David Sylvian, who's kind of a bitch, but me too. Um, I'm very much inspired. <laughs> I'm, I'm really inspired by the androgyny. Um, and like I mentioned, the shoulder pads, the cuts of clothing that really mess with the mind, I suppose. Um, I really like the synthesizer since I play the piano. I kind of, <laughs> I like to dress like the fuckery of a synthesizer if that makes any sense whatsoever yeah that that does make sense i'm um, so glad also, <laughs> s- side note listeners i just i googled david sylvian because i mean i know what he looks like i just wanted to spend some time looking at him because mm-hmm. he's absolutely amazing to look at and i yes. highly recommend that you go and google david sylvian that's spelled s-y-l-v-i-a-n in case you know um but yeah, I do have this um, aesthetic really associated with the sound of synthesizers. Synthes- mm-hmm. Synthesizers. There we go, caught there in the end. Um, and I think, yeah, I totally can relate to that. And it's sort of, when I think of synthesizers, I think of like experimentation in music. 
Yes. And I think that applies to fashion as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially like 80s music videos. Like the other day I watched Kate Bush's music video for Egypt. And oh, I was yeah. like, wow, y'all really, y'all really did that. Uh-huh. She really done did that. Um, she done I'm also really into did pro- that. <laughs> I'm really also into progressive rock from the 70s. That's actually how we met, wasn't it? By um, mutual interest on the tongler.com. Yeah, so I think so. Yes. Because and- I, I hung around Prog Tumblr and that's probably, yeah, yeah, I would assume. That was in like 2012. That was six years ago, Sarah. That was in like dark internet times. God. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm ashamed and enthralled and and bald, all at the same time. <laughs> ashamed, enthralled, and bald. <laughs> oh, Jesus! The name of my memoir. But um, I think that like that tops like Red Mad and Nude. Oh like, <laughs> God! Ashamed, and bald. But hey, it was all it was all worth it because because we're here now and yes. we're talking about 1970s progressive rock. Uh huh. And so, yeah, like like I said, experimentation being progressive even though i do tend to be kind of i don't know maybe shy in my fashion choices like i really like Mm -hmm. collared shirts my brother has called one of my shirts the bowling shirt from hell which i guess makes (laughs) sense but also i'm still i'm still kind of figuring myself out like as a person with my style um you know I'm i'm a 20 year old baby child so yeah if that has any relevance to this podcast whatsoever no no that 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 has has relevance i mean i i mean i'm how old am i i'm 24 i think am i 24 mm-hmm. yeah i'm 24 yeah <laughs> um and like i think that my style now is different to what it was like six months ago i mean mm-hmm. I, we talked about this on the first episode with colin and i was like yeah since i've been watching Yu Gi Oh, i started Yu-Gi-Oh wearing eyeliner yeah <laughs> and just like very small things and i remember again whenever i was um listening to prog and mm-hmm. did i make whenever i saw rick wakeman wearing a cape yes. did i i mean it's like it's all very well to look at rick wakeman wearing a cape but you're not going to go out and wear that on the street but i also very much did make myself a cape to wear around the place mm-hmm. um and like little influences like that like um, maybe I mean this is a not quite a prog thing, but Roger Daltrey's um extremely tasseled um yes. jacket from yeah I think it's a one particular who um live concert that he wears in and he just looks I think it was at Woodstock it. yeah yeah I think it I think it was um and I think I ended up going out and sourcing myself something with tassels on it mm-hmm. um. But that that kind of like I think I've moved on from obsessively like rewatching Live at Pompeii or whatever. Mm-hmm. I should watch that Same, again. Same, which it's is pretty good. Better. <laughs> um, like I've moved on from that to I guess Yu Gi Oh goth. Mm-hmm. Onward and yeah, upward, you... or maybe sideways, and um, on another plane of existence. You know. Yes. Fashion is wild. Gender means nothing. But, but, yeah, gender means nothing. Fashion is wild. Um, but no, yeah, it's everything. Everything is transitional. Everything changes. Yeah, what um, actual looks do you think you would draw from prog rock? Um, I actually don't remember quite why I brought that up. Probably because no, 
We're talking about music. Yeah, because that's my main thing, really, is, is music. I'm a musician. I've been studying the piano since I was five. So just like JoJo, music is always kind of there. So I'm really into older music. So I I just like... Um, I'm sorry, I'm really not good at talking. We can edit this out if you'd like. No, it's okay. Uh, um, <laughs> I um, actually wanted to... Whatever you re-mentioned... Um, being a musician, I'm curious as to whether um, you dress differently for performing. Yes. Um, I don't really perform anymore since I've stopped taking lessons. I still study, but um, the like end of the year recital I do in like with my piano studio was always an opportunity to, well, obviously dress up. And so one year I kind of dressed like Stevie Nicks, I suppose, with this really nice flowing, I don't know, it, it wasn't linen, I don't know the name of the fabric, but like a very soft kind of flowy thing with with flowers embroidered on it and a lace shawl. Mm-hmm. Um, I also mm-hmm. I also wanted to wear a suit, not, but I couldn't do both at the same time, or like half suit, half Stevie oh, Nicks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, in previous years, I really liked to wear a uh, I don't know, kind of dress shirts with ruffled sleeves, with flowers on them. Sort oh, no, of, that's very, like, 1968 Pink Floyd. Yes, yeah, so, like, 60s, 70s vibes. Um, I had a pair of dark magenta corduroy bell-bottoms uh, that I loved. I don't know if I ever wore those to a recital, because that's not really formal uh, fabric, but... Uh, I really had, I had this hat and I don't know where it went. Um, it's like a sort of a cowboy hat. It looked like Stevie Ray Vaughan, uh, the hat that he always wore. And so my orchestra teacher would call on me to like play a part for the class. And he'd be like, okay, Stevie Ray, like take it from measure five. And nobody knew what he was talking about. But, um, oh so yeah, that, um, basically it's the style kind the of, of a gambler hat. hat? Um, sort of, yes. Yeah, I, ju- I just googled Stevie Ray Vaughan because I have no idea who that is. Um, um, and I'm seeing a black um, flat top brim, flat sorry, flat top, flat brim. Yes, um, with like embellishments around the um, yeah. crown, I, like I guess. Hat. I don't really know anything about clothing parts. Yeah, so... Um, yeah. And this is feels like a really obvious question, but I still want to ask it. Mm-hmm. Does what you're wearing affect the way you perform or or does it make it easier in like that you feel like you're looking better or um does it is it like not really make a difference um no it definitely makes a difference i like to be comfortable while i'm performing um because so i prefer to wear pants because then i can um sort of spread my legs for the pedals um Mm -hmm. and not feel weird and like breezes is going where i don't like it to be breezy um i don't wear jewelry i do not like to wear rings or watches because that impedes um my fingers i don't know um let me let me think for one moment but with um like orchestra recitals with my school i kind of like to dress outlandishly because um i was not very socially uh, accepted 
And so I just kind of go balls to the wall all out. So for our Christmas concert, because, you know, I figured it didn't really matter anyway. So I should probably just make yeah. people hate me more and have fun with it. Yeah, like, so if for you had nothing, nothing to lose, you just, you <laughs> I had fucking... absolutely nothing to lose. So yeah. um, for the one of the Christmas concerts, um, we were encouraged to wear, like, sort of Christmassy clothes. And so some people came with, like, reindeer <laughs> antlers or Santa hats. <laughs> I came with a full-on advent wreath with candles on my head holy shit and i was and i was first chair first violin so i was (laughs) right in the front of the stage and everybody could see and it was really good it was really good (laughs) so sometimes i do like to dress to kind of shock people even though like i started wearing blue lipstick which is a JoJo Oh, thing, yeah. But I, I, I saw you. You posted a selfie of that, like, this morning, and I was like, yes! Yes. Um, Extremely JoJo and incredibly good. I, like, like, same hat, have started wearing yellow lipstick because yes. of JoJo. Um, yes. So <laughs> yeah. anime has given me the confidence I need to survive in this cruel world. All it took was but... anime. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I, like, I've also had similar experiences, like, when I'm Oh, it makes me fe- it makes me really sad to say whenever I was in choir like um uh-huh. I, I'm still in choir I just haven't been for six months because I moved oh. but I like I'll go back eventually but whenever I was regularly performing with choir our uh-huh. MD our musical dictator perhaps musical despot uh-huh. um shout out to Jimmy um it was very like you must wear black you have to wear all black has to be Black. Yes. If you can't wear a dark shade of brown, you can't wear a dark shade of navy. It has to be black. With uh-huh. Like he was very, very strict yes. on like that. Just we had to be wear all black, and got really, really frustrated whenever like he just saw someone in something that was almost but not quite the correct shade of black. <laughs> yeah, and it kind of became a choir meme um, mm-hmm. in a way. Like it was just kind of like a funny joke every year. It's like, oh, here comes a lecture I'm wearing black. <laughs> um, but um, so when I, whenever I was in choir, um, there was the occasional spot whenever we did concerts to um, have like a solo. Mm-hmm. And there was one year that I was like, hey, I kind of want to do solo. Like I kind of can sing like pretty decently. I feel confident enough, and yeah, it yeah. would be a good experience. So I ended up doing a solo, and I sang. Uh, uh, what's it called? Mid- oh yeah, Midnight Hour. Um, mm-hmm. Wilson Pickett. Um, I think I got the version of the soundtrack for the commitments. But anyway, um, I was doing doing a solo spot, um, and I wanted to have a bit of sparkle. So, and in the end, I going to the concert. I snuck in this like sequined vest that oh I just so God. happened to have, and I hid it like under my chair. Um, so I think this is the way it works is like the choir goes on the stage sings Uh a song and then goes off to the side of the stage and sits down for people to come and do solos so whenever I went and I sat down at the stage and Jimmy's like and now we're going to have Sarah singing Midnight Hour by Wilson Pickett and like I just come out like as he's introducing me I kind of like I'm bringing out this sequined thing from under my chair and the people around me are like oh my god Sarah Sarah, I can't believe you're doing this like I come on and like he just gives me the eyes of as I'm on stage <laughs> um and like I sing my solo I, I I don't know if I did a good job I haven't heard it back I've been avoiding it um and I, as I sort of leave stage um mm-hmm. he's like been playing the piano for me he just gives me again the eyes and like kind yeah. of does like a slashy motion in his throat like you've got to take that off yeah um, no I mean he I, absolutely I, flayed yeah. you without 
<laughs> without even doing anything. Yeah, I took it off because I didn't want to be kicked out of choir. Mm-hmm. Um, and he never mentioned it again. So that was my little... I'm performing and I'm going to wear this uh-huh. um, because I'm performing. Right. And I mean, um, wearing wearing clothes yeah. that are silly or just, you know, really... I don't know. They give they give me confidence when I'm performing because I've always really been into musicians like Janis Joplin. Like she, um, I wouldn't say that I necessarily dress like her now, but um, just I don't know. Having my own style um, in my dress and having my own style of playing, um, just really just having fun with it. That's kind of the point of fashion, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost because it's like people say, like I've, I hear people be like, oh, um, you're wearing such and such a thing. Like, I would never have the confidence to wear that. Mm-hmm. But it's also, it kind of also feels the other way around. Like when you are wearing something like outlandish or kind of out there, it mm-hmm. gives you confidence. So right. it's kind of like a cycle. It's like a cycle of of like looking really extreme mm-hmm. um, I, I mean I have that, to like, psych myself up yeah. to wear certain things like even the blue lipstick I wore it out for the first time ever yesterday and I was kind of nervous but you know I really yeah. I really have nothing to lose and yeah. so I don't have the and confidence to wear it but I do it anyway you know yeah yeah fake it till you make it mm-hmm. or all that or just stuff. keep faking it you know, making it as optional. Just keep making it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> making it as optional. And yeah, I think I find whenever I I also started wearing my coloured JJBA lipsticks that mm-hmm. um, people people who like knew me already would be like, "Oh, cool lipstick, Sarah." But people like no one like went up to me and was like, "What the fuck you're wearing?" Because like no one really does that. Right. Even even going through like the kind of. I'd say, like, skeevier parts of town, where I was, like, kind of worried that people, like, on the street, like, outside drinking out of the pubs at, like, nine o'clock in the morning would be like, hey, what are you wearing? Or, like, shot it. But, like, no one, like, cares. People are just like, oh, that weirdo. And, like, you're... It's, like, kind of once you realise that you can get away with stuff, it's like, oh. Mm-hmm. Huh. Huh. Yes. It's very nice. So I like to fluctuate between sort of outlandish things and sportswear that's something if you know me you know that i really like basketball i don't play basketball even though i'm tall but Uh i love the wnba and the san antonio spurs silver and black forever um i really miss Kawhi leonard he's injured and i'm very sad about it but um so i like basketball shorts i wear a lot of sweatbands out in non-athletic contexts I have a lot of t-shirts with old sports team logos on them. And so, I don't know, I, I think that sort of emphasizes the sort of gender discomfort I feel. Even though, you mm-hmm. know, you can be a girl and wear shorts. Like, it's it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. But I really just kind of like to advertise my interests very specifically through what I wear. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. people don't usually um, wear sweatbands, like, you know, out and about. But I do. I, I like them. Because I'm very oh, yeah, sweaty. Now, now you mention it. <laughs> now you mention it. I don't think I've ever seen I mean, I live in Scotland, so no one fucking sweats. Uh-huh. Um, but, so is there, like, 
if you like saw someone else who also supported whatever team, I don't know anything about basketball. I know there's a ball. I know what bounces. That's, uh-huh. that's it. Yeah. Um, but if you saw someone else who also shared the the interest in that team or organization, would you like just be able to recognize them? Um. Yes. See, here's the thing. I'm very, very queer and bisexual, and I work at a gym. And so there are people of all genders wearing sportswear and sometimes team shirts. And I find that if somebody is wearing, like, an, a University of North Carolina shirt or a UConn Women's Basketball National Champion shirt or some sort of Spurs jersey, I automatically find them more attractive romantically. <laughs> Um, (laughs) so I have this weird philosophy that maybe some people are like that too. And if I wear my Sacramento Monarch shirt, then I'll be like, wow, let's date. But it hasn't happened yet. So yeah, they're like signal flags. (sighs) I know. Seven, four, date me. I'm trying so hard. I'm trying so hard (sighs) just to advertise that like, Hey, I'm queer and I'm lonely and I know what a basketball is. So if you know what a basketball is, maybe we should hang out. Yeah. So that's really my style also, is trying to emphasize how fucking gay I am. Yeah. 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 I'd, I'd, like, I'd like this um, association or like calling clothes, like advertisements, like, like yes. hello, do you, are you seeing what I'm wearing? Can you not just deduce from that everything that I like or have ever been into? Hello? Hello? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really cool. Um like a way to put it, like advertisements. Yeah, it's I like think I, from go ahead. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No, I was just gonna say that for me, um, especially having lived around Glasgow, mm-hmm. um, the I would like never, ever consider like wearing any kind of team colors because mm-hmm. I just associate that with like really unfortunate violence that goes on around there. Oh yeah. So I've sure. never actually really thought about. Um, sportswear as like a queer thing? Well, the WNBA in particular is very, very gay. I can think of like at least two or three women on each team that are gay, um, gay married, um, including the coaches. This month is internationally Pride Month, but also the league celebrates Pride Month and has specific like Pride themed uh, game nights. Um, they donate a portion of their ticket proceeds to organizations like Planned Parenthood and this, like, um, gay rights organization, the name of which I definitely just forgot. Um, (laughs) so that, and and I remember watching a telecast of a Seattle game where, you know the kiss cams they have at sporting events? Uh, yeah, I've, I've seen that on the internet. Yes. Um... Well, they actually had one. Well, it wasn't a kiss cam, but the camera panned to this, this like, middle-aged woman and her girlfriend, like, dancing and hip-bumping during a timeout when they're playing, like, you know, turn down for what or something. And they're, yeah. they're, they're super happy. And one of the women was saying, like, I love my trans girlfriend. And so the atmosphere mm-hmm. of WNBA games is very, like, opening and open and friendly and welcoming. And so by wearing WNBA clothes... Um, I feel like that's definitely a calling card. Or... Yeah, yeah, I love that. Sports are good, actually. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. I feel valid now. 
I'm the only sports fan in the world, and you made me feel good about that. Thanks. <laughs> good. You and <laughs> you and the rest of the guys. Hell yeah, dude. And is because I know you said um, earlier about like performance wear on stage and like confidence. Does that also apply to like sportswear? Yes, uh-huh. because I just let my hairy legs hang out. Um, with all my bruises from work, um, because I'm a janitor, so I knock into things all the time and have to climb ladders and, you know, mm-hmm. go under things and, you know, I bump my head and my legs on things all the time. So I can just um, be confident in having, like, an athletic body that shows wear and tear. So that is, huh. is part of my confidence, you know, from yeah. wearing a lot of makeup with my, you know, more outlandish... 80s inspired outfits to wearing you know just you know a diana tarazi jersey and some basketball shorts makes me feel very brave i guess and different yeah i guess it's i guess it's like easier to like let your hairy legs hang out of a Mm -hmm. pair of basketball shorts than it is to let them hang out of like a cute dress or something yes i mean i i do because i i feel foreign in my own body when i'm wearing I guess cute things, um, like mm-hmm. stereotypically feminine, cute things, unless they have shoulder pads. In which case, I'm on board. <laughs> it's it's kind of ridiculous, actually. Just gonna look at p- pictures of David Sylvian again. Uh-huh. It's it's a good thing to do. Uh, it's a good way yeah. to spend one's time. It's just kind of, you know, browse the David Sylvian Google Images dot com website. Yeah, they're just looking at them now. Anyway. um. Yeah, for any (laughs) listeners who have, like, managed to, like, power through my rambling, um, please look up David Sylvian if you have not already. And his solo work, uh, Secrets of the Beehive, the song Orpheus, is my shit. Um, What is David Sylvian's most iconic look? Oh, jeez. Oh, man. I'm gonna have to say it's it's more of a toned down look, but I believe he's wearing like a suit jacket that's kind of gray and very like the the pattern of the weave is a little bit checkered, I think. And he's wearing glasses, mm-hmm. like big glasses. And I love that look. I love it so much. Like I remember in twenty fifteen when I was like really beginning to understand myself and my sexuality that I made sort of a mood board slash inspiration board of what I wanted to look like sort of coming into myself, like, coming out and coming in. And mm-hmm. that picture of that look was on there. Along with some pictures of Brett Anderson, who is also very influential to me personally. Musically and stylistically. Again, I, I'm not familiar with Brett Anderson. Oh, so from Suede. Googled him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's a good boy. Yeah, sorry, I find that, like, I don't ever know what anyone is ever talking about, so I just Google things. No, it's okay. to me. Like, whenever um, I'm listening to Yaddy Yaddy Boys, I don't know anything about wrestling or Adam Sandler movies, and so I'm constantly yeah. confused. I've never seen an Adam Sandler movie. I've never seen one. <laughs> actually, well, okay, I watched, like, five minutes of The Wedding Singer earlier today, actually, and I felt kind of proud of myself. Like, wow. Like, I'm educating myself culturally right now. <laughs> and Just getting that cultural capital. And then, and then I left for the grocery store to get my psychiatric medication because I needed it after willingly watching an Adam Sandler movie. So, oh yeah, 
Um, yeah, actually, um, speaking of psychiatric medication, would you be okay talking about some of the effects that like a depressive period has on your um, uh, yeah. dr- dress- dressing? Yeah, hell thing, yeah, called. hell yeah, dude. Why you dress? I mean, I brought it up. I tend to be pretty blunt and open about um, my mental illness, for better or for worse. Um, but I tend to be pretty impulsive when I'm in, de- in a depressive state, uh, which means actually, could could I could I get you to go through and give some brief details on what exactly your mental illness consists of? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so I have. Uh, the good old, you know, standard combo meal of depression and anxiety um, with large fries and a milkshake and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A, a splash of ADHD. But that's not really a mental illness, but it does kind of affect the way it's, I deal it's with It's a brain juice. juice. Yeah. <laughs> it's a brain it's, juice. It's a, it's a little bit of a, a fuckery. It, you know, it sort of adds an impulsive uh, lime twist to my depression um, and anxiety, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which really spicy, has... Spicy. Yeah, it, um, so, yeah, so when I'm depressed, I'm obviously very sad, uh, and, (laughs) oh my god, yeah, when I'm depressed, I get sad, which is an extremely groundbreaking statement, but I tend- People die when they are killed. (laughs) Wow, um, incredible. Don't know what that's a reference to. Yes, I know, it's it's good. I'm Um, glad that we shared this meme vocabulary. Like, I may not know anything about Yu-Gi-Oh, but I can reference memes and, and GIFs. Um, <laughs> but I tend yeah. to be really in into darker things when I'm depressed, which is pretty common. But, like, true crime, mm-hmm. I'll watch videos of dermatological surgeries on YouTube, which is gross. But I kind of, I, I kind of force myself to. And so when I'm in a depressed state, um, I'll just... I'll just do impulsive things that shock myself and shock others uh, Mm -hmm. in that vein to sort of pull me out of that, pull me out of the stupor, which is like why I read about, you know, disgusting things to kind of shock myself back into um, having emotions. Yeah, yeah. And so I'll cut my hair or dye my hair. I dyed my hair Uh like a very deep violet one time and that was beautiful, but... um, it faded to a weird pink and I didn't like it, so I dyed it to black mm. and cut it very short and asymmetrical like Brett Anderson's hair. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I've always cut my own hair into bobs, usually, and um, cutting my own bangs, which... Let me just say something about hair. I love my hair, and I'll never get bangs again because I have, I have a cowlick like, in the center of my forehead, <laughs> slightly to the right. And so uh-huh. one half of my bangs will be normal and lie flat, but the other half will spray out like like a fire hydrant, and it's bad. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. you'll never see me with bangs, thanks. Um, yeah, I, I also, like, have... The last time someone else cut my hair was when I was, like, 12, and, uh-huh. like, my mom's friend, like, took me to the hairdresser's, like, we're gonna go to this night. And then I was, like, watch what she did, and I was, like... Uh, I could do that myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I think I think that it's pretty easy for me to cut my own hair because I have like quite curly textured hair, so I can just get away with doing it really badly. Mm-hmm. I have straight, mm. very straight hair. Um, oh, you're living the hard life. It, I know. Oh my god, you know, I'm I'm oppressed by my own hair texture and <laughs> and uh, and lack of curliness. Um, 
so yeah do i want i wonder do you find that whenever you do go through a, a impulsive like aesthetic change because of a depressive episode do people are people ever like oh my god you look so good yes because i'll start uh, i'll start to lose weight which means i'll dress more in more revealing ways yeah yeah like i've i know i've i don't um like i've talked about it with friends before that when they're in really unhealthy like bad places in their life Mm -hmm. people will be like oh my god you look so good and that's like quite worrying yes it is it it doesn't really help because i know that like i'm not healthy but if i look good then maybe i should stay this way and continue to dress in ways that make me uncomfortable because i mentioned previously that you know being in like cute frilly things can make me feel like i'm like like i'm lying to myself and that my skin is kind of i feel itchy sort of in the soul like my soul itches um and i continue to do those things to myself and dress that way when i'm in a depressive state because making myself uncomfortable to sort of please others and to induce a live feeling in myself. Um, yeah, it it just it it just happens. It's it's bad, Scooby. I don't like it. That's fa- that's fashion. That's fashion. <laughs> Jinkies. That's fashion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> God, I think one like the thing you said when you said my soul itches like that's that's such a turn of phrase, my dude. Like that is a mood, as they say. Thank you. No, I I think about that a lot. Like. I, I used to complain to my sort of boyfriend, you, curse curse him, that I was like, I feel really itchy today. And he'd be like, what the fuck? And I'd be like, that means I'm sad. He's like, oh my god, <laughs> shut the fuck up. And I was like, yeah, true. Um, yeah. But no, I, I do often feel itchy. I like comfortable fabrics, by the way. I very much pay attention to the fit and feel of the fabric. Um, uh-huh. I don't uh-huh. wear heels. Like, it hurts me to say, um, because I, I really love towering over people. I'm five foot ten, mm-hmm. so I wish I could Ooh, be even taller. But my feet, yeah. my feetsies hurt when I wear heels. Um, yeah. And I like, I like, I believe I said before, sort of androgynous cuts that aren't really super sculpted to my to my curves. Yeah. 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 I prefer to despair um, like from internal problems and not because I'm itchy. Although I will wear denim in the hundred degree heat. I mentioned that before. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah like you specifically said, I want to come on your podcast and talk about how I wear a denim in hundred degree heat. Yes. Or something like that. Yes. I contain multitudes and a lot of sweat. Yeah, we like I like I'm gonna like kind of start wrapping up because mm-hmm. like time and shit. Yeah. But like I could I could talk to you for longer. Like this this is been some really good stuff and thank you for coming on i'm i'm like really for for first podcast i'm like so much really interesting stuff mm-hmm. a lot to say very very well very good words well done how do you words god it's sorry it's late i have me. no idea what i've been talking about this whole time so the fact well, that you, you can just listen said... back to it in a few weeks <laughs> oh god um Okay, I'm okay with my singing yeah. voice on recording, but not my speaking voice, so I'm kind of dying ahead of time. But, alright, you can continue wrapping up, I'm sorry. What was I going to say? Oh yeah, have you any um, closing remarks? Any finishing things? Um, I'd like to I promote just... myself as a SoundCloud rapper, 
Um, check out my mixtape. It's uh, fire, as the kids say. I believe the, the common parlance is. No, I'm just joking. But my SoundCloud is uh, marriage hearse, like getting married and then a hearse. It's from a um, William Blake poem. I think it references syphilis. That's that's pretty much it. Um, my Twitter is Byronic Queero with an underscore between the queer and the O. It's a funny joke. And that's really it. Yeah, once again, don't say Dio on PayPal or else they'll come to your house and arrest you and take you to Elon Musk and you'll have to apologize to him personally and cry. He's very scared of Dio, so that's that's it, really. Uh, I, I, I just When I had to explain Dio Obama to PayPal... Uh, just, I know. Just... The worst thing... I got a, I got a second email because it happened to me again and I read it in the break room <laughs> at work and I just yelled... No! My my coworker was like, what is it? And I'm like, Dio Obama. Because I, I had told him about it before, and he's like, oh, God. I'm like, yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, thank you ever so much for coming on the podcast. Um, well, thank you. Yeah, people, I, really... I am, again, Sarah McClintock. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Sarah McCostumes. That's um, MC Costumes. It's um, and I, I've made a Tumblr for the podcast. Let me just look up what it is because I think it's unpick hyphen. Yeah, it's unpick hyphen podcast.tumblr.com. There is currently like one post on it, oh, which has one note. Ooh, oh, back to the same. Cool. Um, and yeah, you can, if you want to send us an ask there um, or talk about if you want to come on the show um, or just have like questions, I guess. If anyone has questions about clothes, I can answer those. Um, I'm supposed to be like an expert in costume, but <laughs> that's funny. Um, maybe one day. So yeah, at me, hit us up. Um, you can always find me on Twitter at Sarah Costumes, as I said. And I hope you have enjoyed it. Oh yes, also uh, another thing is that we are on iTunes at Unpick. Uh, and I guess I'm supposed to ask everyone to be like, oh my god, like, comment and subscribe. Please do. Um, because apparently that helps. So yeah, do that. So great. Um, and as we always say at the end of every episode, um, Google pictures of David Sylvian. And please, kids, always remember to stay appalled, enthralled, and bald. Yes! Thank you for your time. Yes.